Alright, welcome back everybody. How we doing everyone? We got two amazing people in the house today. Uh, they're a couple, they're they're a couple of stud athletes is what they are, and just two great people with, you know, just an amazing mindset and attitude that I really appreciate. Um, JMO has been one of my best buds for, you know, since the beginning of college, and then his wife Sarah just they're just so happy and amazing together so we're gonna get right into it um sarah's a professional volleyball player and that's kind of been taking them around the world bringing them to traveling and all these amazing experiences that they've been able to go through at this young age so no chit chat we're gonna dive right in and just go right into sarah talking about her uh experience with team usa The whole experience has been just remarkable. I feel like when I go into the gym, I have every single emotion imaginable. Like I'm nervous, I'm excited, I'm honored, I'm proud. And you don't really get that many times in your life. And I would get it every single day going into the gym. There was nothing like putting a USA jersey on with your last name on your back. Mine shifted. I was Will Height for my first year and then Parsons for my last two years, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, there's nothing like it, putting on USA jersey and representing your country. I mean, what an honor. I think all of us growing up, like, that's what you want to do. You want to play for your country and you actually get to do it. I mean, yeah. I grew up, like, I grew up watching the Olympics and seeing all these people, never imagining that I would have the opportunity to train with them, to play with them. And then walking into the gym my first summer there, I was just... Yeah, amazed, and it all kind of hit me. Is Was there a moment, because you went to the Final Four with your team, and mm-hmm. you had an awesome year. Was that your senior year? My junior and senior year, we went to the Final Four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So those experiences must have been so cool. Was there a time when you were like, okay, I could probably take this to the next level? Like, when did you realize? Honestly, it was not until my senior year that I felt like I could continue doing this. My journey at University of Minnesota, so grateful for it, but it was really different than other people who are in the national team gym now. Uh, It started a little bit slower. So my freshman year, sophomore year, even junior year, where I was just growing a lot and wasn't really steady. I had some, kept tearing my abs. Like Mm. I had some random injuries and that would get in the way. And then Things kind of clicked for me the spring of my junior year. So going into my senior year, got a lot better. um, That's awesome. And then had a really, really strong senior year. And that was honestly when I was like, I can keep doing this. I can keep pursuing it. And then there were opportunities to play overseas. And it just Mm. kind of all fell into place after that. But my first three years, I had different aspirations. I wanted to go to grad school. I didn't really think of volleyball past college. So a lot changed in one year. Wow. I mean, that's really cool that you were growing and continuing to get better. And then just like on the scene, I think everyone like sees people who are successful, like sees you now, like Sarah, the professional volleyball player, but like you worked and you got better. And then it just Mm -hmm. like happened because Mm -hmm. you were player of the year, your senior year, right? Yeah. Which is so cool. Like saying that even your junior year, you didn't even know if you're going to continue to play. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It's like the Heisman, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be your hype man. It's crazy. Crazy. You got to hype that up for and sure. I was honored, yeah, to be part of that journey. Um, junior year. That's I when actually, you started dating? I actually mm-hmm. surprised her in Nebraska. Drove down there. To Omaha. To 
to Omaha for the for the final four. And she had no idea I was coming. It was, it was before we were even dating. We were what? Yeah, like, yeah. We and I didn't. I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to ask her out. Um, like during that whole process, I wanted her to enjoy it and to be focused. And so I surprised her at the final four, and then after that was when we started dating. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, Jimmy. You just went for it. You, you just oh knew, yeah, huh? had he to, came man. through the we we so we lost in the final four, unfortunately, but mm. we. Um, always have to sign autographs after. And so we all get in our seats and we're kind of depressed, like sad, happy. The season was really strong, but sad. And Jameson mm-hmm. comes through the autograph line. With about a hundred little girls. Volleyball girls. <laughs> yeah. I'm He's standing like, yeah. there. With, yeah. With and I poster. see my mom like around <laughs> the corner and she's like, He's here. Like, <laughs> like, well, Amy, she had been, I don't know, I want to say stalking me on, on Facebook and <laughs> yeah, she had to make him. sure. Yeah. But it was just funny to look down and see Jameson in a line of all these, yeah, small little girls. Volleyball girl fans, and then there was Jameson. <laughs> oh my god, did your face just get red? Like, oh my god, yeah, I was here. terrified. I was like, what, what do I say to him? Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> did you guys end up hanging out that night after? No, no. no. <laughs> we hit the road. Yeah, yeah, he wanted me to be with my team, and we had a banquet the next day, mm. and um. Yeah, so he made the drive down to see us lose and then drove, <laughs> drove right back. It was worth it. Yeah. Well, you guys kind of supported each other throughout the time. I mean, so you saw her, her run the senior year for Final Four. And then did you go down when he played in the Senior Bowl, too, after? Yeah, that was actually cool. That she would never be able to see me play in college. Um, so, yeah. I would always have games because you guys always played on Saturdays. And I would yeah. have games mm. on Saturdays. And so... You'd be able Making to watch drive, online. I couldn't drive. A little bit. Yeah, I watched, I tried to watch almost every game online, but I wasn't able to see him play live until his. Yeah, it was the Division II yeah. Bowl. Yeah. What was it called? Do you remember uh, the, name? the Dream Bowl. Actually, guys are getting shots from that, and it's been cool to see the past couple of years. Well, for sure. That was big for you. I mean, you got yeah. some opportunity. You played well in that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, she got to see me. Score a tutty. Hey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of scouts actually go to that um, CFL, NFL. It was, it's a, just a cool opportunity. Yeah. Well, Sarah, you mentioned you battled injuries. I mean, Jamo, you were on a similar path. You you kind of changed your you know whole trajectory of your career. You were a quarterback, a stud quarterback. He used to throw me the rock back in the day. <laughs> and then, you know, shoulder injuries and stuff. You ended up changing receiver, what, your junior year of college? Yeah. And, I mean, what was that like, having to make that huge change after being quarterback for your whole life? That was definitely a difficult time. Um, Probably the hardest time that I've had in my athletic career. Um, You remember Philip Klopaki? Yeah. I mean, he was the guy that I would watch coming in, and um, I was backing him up. And then um, he graduated, and I I felt like it was my time. but then we had the uh, the coaching change, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, and then they also had guys that they liked that they brought in. So it was a quarterback competition. And um, I ended up uh, being the backup. And that was, that was really hard. Um, you know, I remember the days just sitting on the sideline being like, man, what am I, what am I doing? But I still had a love for the game. And... I took that passion to the weight room and um, just, you know, 
built my body up. And, you know, after surgery, um, I ended up, <laughs> it's funny, uh, Going into college from high school, I thought you had to be the biggest, strongest yes, guy. You're if you a big look boy. Back at some of the pictures, I, I got up to like 218. Yes, uh, with the long hair. Yeah, when I was at yeah, and I, I was at quarterback, and I was, I was running people over. But then I, I realized, you know, college football is more more about speed. Speed kills. And so after the surgery, I um, lost a lot of weight, and then I just kind of built it back up from there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean. You made that change. It's just like, I think that just shows the power of being an athlete. Like you're talking about, you were always a great basketball player. You were a stud athlete. You, ha- you, you were just a talented kid. You didn't really specialize in, and it allowed you to make that move to receiver, which we all probably saw that could happen for sure. Was it really hard picking up the position, though? Or like, were you able to make the shift pretty quick? That's a really good point. Because um, I grew up playing basketball, loved it, played AAU. Um, that was a, an incredible experience. And yeah, that definitely did translate out to wide out. Um, you know, the one-on-one aspect, yeah. um, going up and getting the ball, like a rebound. Um, and then going from quarterback to receiver actually really helped me, especially in that offense, the spread. I knew exactly where I needed to be. Most plays I knew where the ball was going to go. So I think that really did help me. Yeah, for sure. And then you ended up having an awesome career. I mean, you, you know, you got a you were able to play a lot, obviously, oh, wow, yeah. and then, you know, caught a lot of touchdowns, all that. You were All-American your senior year? Is that right? Uh, junior year. Junior year. My first year at the position. Ended wow. up being All-American. Senior year was honorable mention, but still had two great seasons. And yeah, you're right about the playtime. I went from not playing at all to playing every single down, and I was just, like, so honored and just so amazed. And I was like, yeah, like, going from not playing to like playing every down, I felt like I had to make up for, for lost time. And I was blessed with that opportunity and it was, I'll never forget it. That's what it's about, right? Just being able to play. Yeah. I mean, just being able to be on the court for volleyball or just being able to game. I mean, that's what we'll remember mm-hmm. for sure. So then Jamie, I mean, you went and you tried to take a shot at it and I felt you were training. You went down with Cal and you <laughs> yeah. were working out and stuff. Um, you know, you, you decided to kind of give that up at some point and, and why did you do that and kind of what was that like for you? Yeah, um, that's a thing. After my college career, I feel like at the position I got a hundred times better um, when I was training. When I went down to Florida for a month to work with um, Bill Welly, who's worked with the top guys, uh, Anquan Bold and Randy Moss, Chris Carter. He has yes. a, just a great history. Um, and being down there with some of those guys... <laughs> pretty amazing and i met cal down there who's had his shots in yeah. the nfl but now he's in the wwe he's and, killing it yeah, too. yeah love it um and then uh, yeah and then being back home here uh training with uh adam thielen and uh ryan yeah that was a incredible and that was because of you 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 um, introduced me to them and got me in the door there and i just learned so much about route running and uh so well, i don't know if i feel like I was a little late. You know, I was so raw in college. Um, didn't really learn the intricacies of route running. Um, I would just kind of go up and get it. If you look back at my highlight tape, it, <laughs> I would, you know, I was just kind of an athlete. Just an there. athlete, yeah. But um, Well, yeah. I feel like with the right opportunity, you would have had a good shot. You know, it's obviously a chance of opportunities and stuff, mm-hmm. and you really got to work at it. But I just thought it was cool. The reason I really wanted to 
dive into this is because you called me one day and, and we had been talking a lot about your training and stuff. I'm so interested. I mean, I believed you could do it. And you were like, you know what? I'm deciding to kind of put this on the back burner right now. Um, you know, my relationship with Sarah is the most important thing. And I kind of want to go with her journey. And I just thought like, at that point in my life, I was like, wow, I could not make that decision. Like, I'm not that selfless of a person right now. And I was just so impressed by that dude. So I just wanted to say that I thought that was so cool. And I had to imagine it had to be a little tough to kind of give that up. Oh, yeah. Really difficult. Um, and even, I don't know, today, sometimes you think back, um, especially with the leagues that came out, the AFL, the XFL. What if I would have gone one more year Yeah. Um, and pursued that? But... Um, I do believe, you know, like you said, an opportunity would have would have come up um, if it was meant to. Uh, I did some CFL stuff, and um, yeah, and then and then that was all during the season that I was, you know, kind of preparing myself for marriage, and and that season was incredible, and um, the gravity of that, and Sarah, uh, she's just worth it all, you know, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing, um, yeah, and just. Well, let's just, when we were just talking off the air a little bit ago, we were talking about how uh, you guys proposed and how it got together. I thought that was so funny, Jeff, you bought the ring on Friday, <laughs> and then you asked uh, her dad for marriage, Mark, and then the next day you just did it? Yeah, yeah, he gave me the blessing, and I was like, oh man, the ball's in my court. And I'm like, I got this ring, and I'm like, I got this amazing woman and the blessing, and I can't hold on to it. The next day, I just threw something together, and and proposed <laughs> and it was amazing actually yeah and Sarah you said you kind of had an idea but you didn't were you pretty shocked yeah I was shocked it happened so soon like we had had conversations about marriage and things like that so it wasn't in the bigger scheme of things it wasn't a huge surprise but like we knew we were going to get married basically yeah but yeah the timing of it I was shocked I mean I remember you know how every girl, they usually have their nails done, their hair all nice, makeup on. I was, we were at a lake and I was like kind of scrubbing it. And so was he. And that was like, that was kind of the beauty of it. And it was just us two, super special. And then we got to go, we got to like soak in it, just us. And then um, slowly tell our friends and family. And it was really, really special. That's so awesome. Yeah, Lake Minnetonka, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember talking to you, Jamie, and you were like, yeah, dude, she's the one. Like, I'm going to do this. And then a week later, I get a FaceTime. And it's like, yeah. like hey, look at this. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what, right now, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how so we all felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. my gosh. That's awesome. So, yeah, then you guys, what, how long? The next summer was it got married? Yeah. Yep. It was about a year. About a year later? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was cool. So you you just did what two year anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, May fourth. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> oh my gosh! You guys do anything fun for it? We ended up going down to Florida. Her fam, her parents have uh, a condo down there, right next to their grandparents in Naples. And um, her sister actually just got married. Um, oh, during this time, yeah. Right? So they did a small, intimate family. Um, wedding and that was amazing beautiful so they they had been down there and they they invited us to come share that condo with them um so that was awesome yeah. some time together out of the out of the house yeah <laughs> it's hard for us to find alone time right now because we're yeah. living with my family there's always at least six people in the house so it was imagine. good to be able to just spend some quality time together yeah, you can't really go on dates right now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. everything shut no, down. No, you like pick up food to go and eat it in your car. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> I didn't think about it. It's gotta be hard to get alone time in that house. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Um, so you've been married for two years. You know, you kind of jumped right in, which is awesome. And uh, how have you guys grown, you think, in your relationship over the last couple of years since you started? How have we grown? They're oh, looking man. at each other, <laughs> contemplating. Yeah. Oh, we, I feel like we've grown so a lot. Um, definitely communication for me, especially. Um, but we definitely have different styles. We're very, we're different people. But at the same time, that's that's really good because she she compliments me and she definitely makes me um, be a better man in that. But I would say communication and her understanding my heart and my motives behind the way I kind of deal with situations. She'll come to me with a problem and I'll immediately try to fix it, you know, and I just want to grind, just grind it out. But sometimes she, I need to respond um, a feeling with a feeling rather than like a feeling with a, a response or a solution. And I'm learning that still. Oh, that's interesting there. Yeah, or like just when I come to him and I almost want to talk something through, like that's on my heart. He, like he said, he wants to go right to solving the problem. Whereas sometimes mm. I just need him to listen and yeah. like take it in and almost feel what I'm feeling. And then and then together we can come up with a solution. That's something that we've just, we continue to talk about. And there's other things too. Yeah, and like, I mean, this is probably with in our time in Brazil even, we've had to talk through different things and the why behind um, the way I try to help. And she learns to understand that I never mean to like dismiss anything or mean to hurt her in any way. Um, it's all out of a heart of like trying to help her. Yeah. And so when that uh, comes up, it's it's less conflict. Mm-hmm. She understands, you know, my she knows she's getting to know me more and I'm getting to know her more. That's the beauty of a relationship and marriage. I yeah. think that's so interesting. Like the communication, I know I I do jump to the problem solving too. And sometimes you just want to like talk things out and right. like, yeah, have feelings and see how the person's <laughs> feeling about it. Yeah, but you won't learn that until, yeah, until you're spending so much time with another person. We have the luxury of when we're overseas, it's really just us two. Mm. And, and then we find communities together, but it's a lot of time just together. And so like, we'll never have this time again Mm. in our lives when we're both kind of torn in different career paths, obviously still together, but um, it's been a blessing in that, that we've been able to kind of figure some of this stuff out early on in our marriage. Whereas a lot of times other couples, it comes further down the path once they, you know, I don't know, but we also, (laughs) we also learned a lot about our, each other's love languages in the last two years. Like, Mine, when we first started, it was for sure touch. Like, I wanted to hold his hand in public or whatever. And he would always, like, (laughs) 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 which is usually the opposite. Usually the men are the physical touch guys. But um, with us, it was, he was a lot of quality time and I was physical touch. And so we just had to learn how to, how he serves really well. That's how he shows his love. And I've learned that when I serve him, he like feels the most loved. And so there's different things. Like if I unload the dishwasher, he's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, it's it's home for him. Whereas if I like give him a hug, he doesn't really care. (laughs) Yeah, that's so So, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. You got to learn those, um, the different love languages in, in your marriage and how to, um, better serve, you know, cause 
yeah, you could do other love languages, but that's not as effective. Yeah. You know, you could try to shower her with gifts, but that's not as effective. So yeah. what's Sarah's thing? I mean, you, you get the dishes done and you're off the wall. You're excited. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll get Sarah going. Oh, man. Um, I think if I just, yeah, sit down and, and listen to her and her problems, uh, she really does feel appreciated and, and loved and not kind of bombarded with what I have to say. Um, she, yeah, I'm learning that now. <laughs> yeah, for, and it's a process for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, she loves she loves hugs and, and, and cuddles. <laughs> so I, I've learned and I've changed in that way mm. to serve her in that capacity. Like the communication thing, though, I think that's so hard. And it, it just sounds like you guys are so open and really like working on things and really communicating. Like there doesn't seem like there's any walls there. Mm-hmm. But like, how, has it been hard, JMO, to like really open up communicating like that? Yeah. Really, really, really hard. Um, from yeah, from the beginning, I, it's man, it's work. It's definitely work. And I know as a um, guy, like it's hard with your feelings, especially for me. Like I don't want to talk about some of this stuff a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's yeah, that's kind of the point. Marriage is definitely. I like to use the analogy. It's like a garden. Um, you know, it's a long way from. From seed to apple tree, uh, it takes work. You got to work the land. You got to plant. You got to water. You got to protect it um, from intruders, from from weather, and uh, yeah, just communication is is key in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, other than like communication, what other things do you guys think that uh, you know could help other people, or what other things have you guys really worked on together? Um, I don't know. Let's. Maybe talk about what is, what is the purpose of marriage? Um, a lot of times these days, people think um, it the purpose might be to 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 be happy, to to make yourself happy, maybe make the other person happy. Um, and a lot of times that that's tough. That's very difficult um, because you're bringing two different, very different people um, used to living individual lives. Um, we all make mistakes and you're bringing them together, um, as one in, in a marriage. And that's just a kind of a recipe for disaster. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, our wedding, you were at our wedding. Um, beautiful wedding, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. And so the whole purpose, you know, of that and of our marriage is we like to say it, it's gospel reenactment and the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ you know, laying down his life for us. And, um, and that's kind of the perspective that, that we take um, in service, like serving one another. Like I'm called to, to, to die, to die to my, um, my needs, my wants, and, and to serve her. And she's also called to do the same. And uh, I don't think we could truly understand that um, without understanding what what Christ did for us and and so that's our foundation of our marriage and um, that's been amazing well I know on the outside like I know you JMO I've seen your progression with faith and then like seniors wedding I know it's important to you like mm-hmm. Sarah were you always I guess what's your your uh, beliefs like yeah I was raised in a Christian home um, but then in college it wasn't really until college that I made my faith my own so we mm. 
and a lot of it was through, we've honestly, we've grown in our faith together, Jameson and I, um, throughout our whole relationship. So we've been together for over four years now and over from the beginning of our relationship to now, our faith together and individually has grown in so many ways. Um, but I feel the same way. We still like, we love listening to different podcasts about marriage, reading different marriage books. Cause we always want to be learning about how we mm. can make this relationship better. And it all goes back to our faith. Like if our, if we're, if our marriage is based on something worldly, then it just, like he was saying, happiness runs out. Some mm. You're going to hit a point where you might not be happy. And then that's when separation comes in. And so many people go through that in this world today. And so our connection we know is, is deeper than that. And um, yeah, a lot of it goes back to our, our faith and just who we put first. I always think about our relationship with God and our faith is first, our marriage is second, and then things follow after that. Mm. If you put work above your marriage, for example, and you have problems in work, that trickles down to your marriage and that creates strain on your marriage. Or And it's the same way if you're, if like our relationship with God is struggling and hurting and is put down here, then these worldly things will just trickle down to everything else. And yes. it just really, it can affect marriages it can affect your work it can affect everything if you don't have a correct order in your life a little bit that's such an amazing point because i talk about this with business and just i guess who you are too mm-hmm. it's just when your why is something more powerful like i want to help people or on my faith or mm-hmm. something bigger and it's not a what like a job or something mm-hmm. you do nobody can attack that mm-hmm. they can't you can't lose your faith like nobody can take away your faith like they could take away a job mm-hmm. or a what so Mm. Having that purpose, I think, mm. is so that's powerful, good. like you they're talking about, yeah, because that's a good point. no one can take that away from you, only you guys, mm-hmm. which is, I think, so cool. And then, yeah, the, the other thing can't trickle down to mm-hmm. it. That's awesome. And yeah. you guys met through uh, Athletes in Action, right? Mm-hmm. So, kind of yeah. growing in the faith together there. Yeah, yeah. It was at Ultimate Training Camp. And yeah. when did so you we... make the first move? <laughs> she made the first move. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it was on my birthday. Um, yes. and she Facebook inboxed me <laughs> and while I, all other people were messaging me on my wall she was in my inbox and I was like wait that has to mean something yes yeah and so yeah we just got to talking from there and then um, it was it was kind of good timing his birthday's in September so we were both in our seasons so we had mm. things to um, a lot of things like I could relate to him oh, yeah. through sport. And so that helped take it off a little, talk about something that he was comfortable with. Yeah, and, then, sure. and then, yeah, we grew from there. I mean, Jamo, he is a little reserved guy. Yeah. You got to get him going oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and well, actually I'm reserved too. So it was not like, it wasn't like me to reach out to, but I knew, I mean, we had been friends, I guess, since we met at camp and this was, wasn't it? like a year later or something. I messaged him a year after we had originally met. So we had some sort of a relationship. He knew who I was. I knew who he yeah. was. And so it wasn't like out of the blue, but yeah, um, yeah, it was nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> so I know with JMO for me, like when I first introduced him to friends or when I first met him, he's like, you said he's kind of quiet, mm-hmm. like he doesn't say much, can't pull much out of him. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like <laughs> when you get him comfortable, you can't get the guy to stop joking and talking. Oh, that's true. Oh, when 
Was there a point, do you remember, Sarah, when you were like, when you finally saw the guy out of his shell, just like going off on his jokes? Yeah, it took a while, but then we, we started dating in December and it was right when we were both on our break from our sport. So Mm. that was also good timing because we probably, we spent probably like two weeks straight seeing each other every day. Like whether it's me going to Egan and visiting him because we were both at home or him coming to Eden Prairie. So we like. We got to know each other pretty quick because mm. we had time, which was awesome. And so his he definitely came out of his shell during that time, but no one else saw it. Like I remember my family met him and he was all quiet and peaceful. And, yes. and I was like, you guys don't even know. Yes. <laughs> That's how he is. He's like a whole other person. Oh yeah. If 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 your family is listening to this, um, they will they will definitely know and they will definitely understand this. Um, I don't know a specific uh situation comes to my mind when we were in Florida at her um, her parents' condo. And at that time, I was really uh, comfortable with you. And I was in the fridge, and I thought it was just, like, me and her in the condo. And I'm, like, I'm like hyped up and digging around <laughs> looking for food. And I'm, and I'm singing, and yeah. I'm singing, um, like, the VeggieTales song. It's like, it's like, oh, where is my hairbrush? Like, so I was, like, loud. yelling it so and, like, in my opera voice. <laughs> And then I turn around and Amy, her mom's standing right in the kitchen. And at that point, she had no idea (laughs) I had that in me. And she was dying. And like, she still talks about it. Yeah, to this day. To this day, she will, like, I swear yesterday she started singing that song and looks at JMO. Oh, where is my hair? And from there on, yeah, I've been crazy in that house. And no, it's been fun. I feel like I need to get Amy on here just to tell stories. Oh my, she has a lot of wisdom. Oh, I feel like that'd be great. Yeah. My yeah. mom and dad both actually. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I should get the next generation in here. Ooh, that'd be awesome. That's a good Jimbo idea. and Janet. Oh my, oh my god. god. That would be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I think it's funny getting Jamo out of a shell. I, I want to say the first time I met Sarah, um, we went on a double date. You know, with my ex Darian, and we went and played, or we went rock climbing. Yes. So yes. we go rock climbing. We're having this fun date. I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be sweet. This is back in college, uh, and I get in there. I'm like, okay, I I don't really rock climb much, so I'm just like, I'm probably gonna be pretty good at this. Like, I consider myself an athlete, like team an athlete, whatever. I didn't know anything about Sarah really. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna be sweet. Like, I gotta show that you know I know what I'm doing. What's up? <laughs> so I get on here. I'm like, I get like four like climbs up this wall and I'm a little tired. I'm like, dang, this is harder than I thought. And I, I'm looking, I look up to my left and Sarah's at the top of the thing. And I'm just like, what? The hell? <laughs> like, climb this whole wall in like two seconds. She's like Spidey, Spider-Man. Yeah. Actually, yeah. my nickname was Spidey in high school. No <laughs> because way. Because I was like a long, lanky person oh, <laughs> oh yeah she was a beast oh, that's I funny remember, dude, that's, that was I so that. funny that I'm was like, like this, four years ago wasn't it it has to be i mean yeah. long time ago three or four years mm-hmm. ago junior in high or college yeah but yeah so it's like wow this chick is the real deal <laughs> <laughs> obviously now you're playing professional sports and stuff i mean dang what you guys are traveling around so you're playing professional volleyball i mean what has that experience been like Brazil, Germany, Italy, everywhere. That's amazing. I guess I can start with um, the first night that we hung out. She was grilling me with some questions. Um, 
grilled. We, well, <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to get to know me. And yeah. then um, it came to travel and it was like, do you have the desire to like travel? And she had this whole list of places she wanted to go. Um, New Zealand, Greece, like all this stuff. And I was like, no, not not really. I'm pretty, pretty happy being here in Minnesota. And, you know, I never really traveled much. And I had, did not have the desire to to go to Europe to see anything. Um, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> I thought I would be, you know, maybe playing football somewhere. Um, She's like, nope, you're coming with yeah, me. Right? <laughs> yeah, Little did I know that we would be living in Germany, in Brazil. Um, so with that mindset that you didn't really care before, what have you learned or like, you know, what, how have you opened your eyes to it? Now, man, I think I'm going to be traveling the rest of my life mm. um, and kind of imparting that wisdom to our kids and how important it is to be immersed in different cultures. Um, man, it's, it was incredible. Germany, you know, and it's, we've kind of had a cool path because um, Germany and Brazil are very different. Um, but yeah, Germans, you know, were very organized, neat, um, you know, to the point. Um, but everyone we met there was, was incredible, was very nice. Um, they were helpful. Germany was more westernized. Um, a lot of people spoke English there in Stuttgart um, because there's some big businesses there, Mercedes, Bosch, um, people from all around the world. They, they work there at the headquarters and mm-hmm. a lot of people speak English. Brazil was uh, completely different, <laughs> completely different. And, uh, but the people there were incredible, but it was very different. They were, they were very nice, very, very relationship-oriented. Um, they just really wanted to help. I feel like they were honored that we, we were there. We were in this tiny city in Brazil, mm. and I don't think they get a lot of people that speak English there. But uh-huh. not once did I feel any hostility because of the language barrier or anything. They're, like, willing to do charades and act it out just to help versus Dude. maybe being shot or shying away and not having a helpful spirit. And that was probably—that was a really, really cool experience to be in a culture where you don't understand each other, but you still can build a relationship. One of my closest friends on my team spoke no English. What? But we just— we're always laughing, almost like making fun of each other. Like it was just such a lighthearted relationship. And yeah, we both, I can't speak Portuguese. She can't speak English, but we had this bond that was just really cool to experience without, without a language involved. So do you text her and stuff or message with her? Yeah, we have like, we have a group chat with a group of us that are You have the translation on there? Yeah, and she'll... Usually I'll write in English and then she'll translate on her phone and then she'll write in Portuguese and I'll translate. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, but it was a funny, it was a funny relationship. So Sarah, what, what's one of your favorite places from all, you know, all the places you've stayed or somewhere even you guys visited? Cause you, I see you traveling around yeah. all over when you're over there. I loved my first year I played in Italy. It was when we were engaged. So Jameson was in Minnesota and I was in Italy. Mm. I love the country. Like I always have. Um, I went on a family vacation there in college, and um, I've just always loved Italy. And so location-wise, I was like 25 minutes from Lake Como, which is beautiful, and then like 20 minutes from Milan, which is a huge city and really cool. And I got to visit a lot of cities there. I would say that's my favorite 
country in Europe too. Like I always want to go back there. Um, but then Germany and Brazil had so many, Jameson was able to travel from Germany to Switzerland and Austria to mm. go snowboarding. And that was probably his highlight. Definitely. Definitely. There's nothing like that. Just being immersed in those giant mountains. In and Austria, you said? Austria, when uh, my buddy Matt Henches and Henches, they came and visited me. We toured around. That was fun. Uh, my parents came and visited. We went to Switzerland and just the powder there. Like you can go off piece <laughs> oh and um, it's like you're floating and, and then just the view is there. It's insane. I'll never forget it. It's got to be so pure being up there in the mountains. Just like so clear and wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the then little, there was yeah. and then there was Brazil where we both love the beach, mm-hmm. always have. And so going to little beach towns and like that was also probably the highlight of our experience there was being able yeah. to travel, see some waterfalls, do the waterfalls. The waterfalls. Were insane. <laughs> yeah, I went to a few and it would just it, be crazy. You would be driving and you wouldn't think that it looked like an area that would never have these giant waterfalls, but then you would go to parks and stuff and be able to walk like a mile and come across these huge waterfalls. It yeah, it's like amazing. you drive into these, they almost are like fields, farm fields. And then you're at the spot and then you kind of go and there's this huge ravine and then this huge waterfall. Mm. And then we were lucky because sometimes her schedule would align where she had some free days during the week. So we would go to these places um, and then there would be no one there. And so we're just immersed in, in nature and the beauty um, when no one's there. So it's, it was special. That's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, like these experiences you guys are having mm-hmm. in these amazing places. Like there's just something about being out there without all the, the BS in America. Like I love America mm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's That's amazing very true here. But like, it's just, it, honestly, the word to me, it comes to just pure and like mm-hmm. natural. Just Wow. And it's places that we'll go back, like we'll be able to go back to and always have a special memory of. And so it's kind of cool to have experiences that already line up with locations and then we can go back to them and kind of experience it all over again. Yeah. And just like going off that, like um, everything here in America is like at your fingertips, so digital, um, just so on the spot. And just being in Brazil is completely different, different. It was almost like a third world country. And what they value there is just relationships and friendships. Community. Yeah. Community. Every wow. weekend, they're having barbecues where they're grilling up steaks and, and chicken. And um, they love, you know, you know bre- garlic bread and, uh, <laughs> and their caparinhas. Cap- yeah. <laughs> um, and they just love being with, with other people. They don't really travel much. It's just hanging out at a house. And uh, man, it was it was sweet. Yeah, it was more about the people than like any added luxuries, yeah. like a nice restaurant or something. It wasn't about that. It was getting groups together and then they would just grill up a ton of meat and have huge barbecue <laughs> parties and stuff. But it was about the people. It was less about the added party favors or whatever it may be. That's so awesome. Yeah, just bringing cool. people together. Uh-huh. That's so powerful. How was the food over there? I mean, I, I, one of my buddies, Rashad Cohen, he uh, he went around the world. He traveled everywhere. And he said he was got so used to natural food that he got sick when he came back. Did you guys feel like it was a little bit fresher and stuff when you were traveling? Yeah, around? I remember listening to that one. And I agreed to everything he said. Um, just the produce, um, definitely the meat in, uh, in Brazil. You drive through the country and you see these cows and they're super skinny. Um, they're not pumped with these steroids. They're not Grains huge. Yeah, they're yeah. super lean. 
Um, and yeah, like the produce, I mean, they're the coconuts. You're drinking out of coconuts there. What? It's yeah. insane. They just yeah. take a machete, cut the top off, and you're drinking pure coconut water, like from the ground, mm-hmm. organic. And uh, yeah, the produce. And then Germany had really good produce too. Like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, it was true. You come back or you have a heavy meal, but you don't feel mm. necessarily heavy. Like in Italy, I yes. especially felt that I would eat. I, my favorite food is pizza. We crush and pizzas. Crush pizzas. But you would never, like, I wouldn't leave dinner being like, oh my gosh, I'm so full. Like if we were to go to a pizza place here, you're kind of feeling nasty after because of. That and just, oils. And, yeah, the, yeah, oil, the ingredients. Fries, oils, the, yeah, everything. So. It's different. For I've sure. loved the journey um, I've had with food. <laughs> Germany was incredible. The schnitzel, the spätzle, the potato salad. I mean, I just I'll eat anything. And then Brazil, it's like the meat. Um, really good burgers. Yeah, the burgers were big there. Um, the drinks and it's the culture. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah, love it. So how? How have you been able to balance, Sarah, like, because you're playing professional volleyball, mm-hmm. so it's freaking, I'm sure, all out serious. Mm-hmm. But then you have your husband here, you're trying to travel. Like, how has it been kind of balancing that? Yeah, it's been a little bit interesting because Jameson, obviously, he found some work in, he worked with a football team in Germany, and then he started getting, like, doing some online schooling. So he had some things to fill his time, but... Sometimes it would be hard because I would come home from a long practice and I'd be dead and mm. I'd like almost want dinner ready and then go to bed kind of thing. And um, but he would be ready to hang out when I got yeah, home. Sarah's home. So, yeah. yeah, he'd be like a little dog at the door, like, "Yay, she's <laughs> my owner's home." <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but it was. It's been a little bit hard to balance that, but I feel like this year was easier than last year. Like every year gets a little better and. Um, He's also, it helps because he's also training hard. Like he loves getting a good workout in. He loves eating well. So those things help me in my career too. Like he helps me by just being himself, which is kind of cool. Motivates me to get some good work in, even though it's my job and it's not his, but he, he's passionate about it. So um, that's been helpful. And it's actually, it's been pretty easy. It's so, so nice to have, especially having my first year where I didn't have anyone um, he wasn't with me to like my second year having someone. It's a, it can be a lonely life yeah. playing overseas. And so there's not a day that I'm like, I'm always grateful for Jameson being there to support and just to have a person with me during the journey is huge. Well, that's so true. You hear yeah. a lot. I have a lot of golf buddies who are trying to play mini tours and they're traveling around. And then you just hear a lot of stories about people playing baseball and it just gets lonely mm-hmm. doing that like by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's so awesome. You guys have each other. Yeah. And Jamie and I will do like an hour powwow. I mean, we have two hour FaceTimes once a week and we're talking <laughs> yeah. about this guy just in Brazil chilling. He's like, oh, I got to get this training in. I got my <laughs> fasting regimen right. down. Like, right. He's dialing it in. I think that's so cool mm-hmm. for you guys to have there. I mean... And how, like, intense is the training? If, or, or, like, how much are you, like, training during the season? Yeah, the, the kind of in the middle of the season, you have a lot of games. So the hard training goes down because you need to be at your prime for competition. Um, but usually we're lifting four times a week. Mm. And with lifting, we'll lift in the morning and have, like, a little bit of ball practice, more specific training. And then in the afternoon, you'll have team training. So... Especially in Brazil, I had a lot of 
two a days. Like I would train, work out in the morning and then go to the gym and practice at night. And so it can be pretty intense, especially with travel of matches. We would have to take long bus rides to games, but be ready to play. And it was definitely a learning curve with that. How about um, the facilities? So from Germany, the gym was spotless, so clean, so organized. You could (laughs) eat off the floor. Yeah, (laughs) Then then we go to Brazil and the... uh, the place that she plays is it translates to the pressure cooker and it literally looks like a pressure cooker <laughs> with a dome and it's open. No, no air, air conditioning. conditioning. Yeah. So you're like, you oh. walk in the gym and you're already sweating. You got yeah, yeah. Basically. <laughs> you got birds flying around, pooping on the court. Pigeons. Yeah. yeah. It was different. I mean, both what? are, it's kind of like, I never really thought twice about the facilities. Like I, I mean, if there's a court, then you play. Like, it's not a big deal. But, yeah, looking back, there's huge differences and different atmospheres. But either way, people would pack them. Yeah, and they, they love loved it. it. They love it. And they get the drums out and are hammering. And <laughs> it's it's a really cool atmosphere. That's yeah. awesome. All right, Sarah, what's a favorite memory from volleyball your whole career? Do you have one memory that just sticks oh. out? For my whole career, yeah, like even on. college too. Oh, yeah, I would probably say there is nothing like playing college sports. So like going through four years with the same. Well, I mean the teams are changing a little bit, but like your year, I some of my best friends. I'm like really close with the Tap Twins. I've played with them for now almost ten years, and um, like those memories are super unique and being able to grow with a group like that is really special. And so being able to go to a final four with them was amazing. Like my senior year kind of closing out the year, my, our careers that way was really special. I'd have to probably say that. And you just, did you make it to the final four? Did you get to the championship? No, <laughs> <laughs> both my junior and senior year, we made it to the final four, but then we didn't make it to the championship. Final four is hard. It's like a really cool memory, but there's so many added things that make it like a huge event when really it's at the end of the day, it's you're on a court and you're playing the same game, but there's these distractions kind of take you away from the game itself. Mm. So if I were to go back or if I were to say something to younger players, I would be, I probably would have changed our mindset going into them or just tried to keep the team super united during those distractions. Cause it's mm. so easy to kind of one person go this way. You're in finals during that time and people are studying all the time, but like still keeping that same unity that we've had the whole season. I would say that's like, that could have pushed us to the championship versus having us lose in the final four. <laughs> uh, two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. I think it's so cool. We can all relate to this playing college sports, how how much you cherish the memories and the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you've, I mean, all, your whole career, you instantly go back to college with mm-hmm. the people, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, I have to ask too, you've, you've battled these injuries and I think your story is so cool, like we mentioned earlier. If there's somebody out there battling injuries, I mean, what things would you say to them? And Jamo, you can attest to this too, like to keep going, to not give up. I mean, it's so easy when you have a, you know, an injury to just kind of call it quits. How'd you guys stick with it? Yeah, when I was injured in college, I remember it was my junior year in preseason. I tore an ab and it was pretty bad. So I was out for like four weeks of doing nothing. And 
well, not doing nothing, but doing nothing to stimulate my abs, basically. Um, but I would go to practice every day and I would work on something that I wouldn't be on the court playing with my team, but I would be practicing my approach. I'd be practicing like some sort of technique to still stimulate that growth mindset. And I think that's the most important thing when you're injured. You need to still love to learn and love to grow because then when you do come back, then you'll have those things and you'll be able to then grow more from that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that's why athletics um, sports are incredible. Um, They to transition to life um, because it teaches you these things. Um, Life is hard. It's, it's not easy and uh, you're going to have setbacks um, you know, it does help to have a passion and a love for what you're doing, um, because that helps you drive through those, those hard times and, uh, continue to focus on things that you can get better at, um, with the abilities that you have at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Lord's got a plan and, um, it's been really beautiful, um, looking back at what we've been through and, um, mm-hmm. it's made me better as a man for sure. And I'll take that, those experiences with me wherever I go. I think I love the growth mindset too, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you've carried that out of sports. Like you guys were talking about your faith, mm-hmm. you're listening to podcasts, you're like trying to become better in your relationship, whatever, mm-hmm. like that growth mindset is powerful and it goes into everything. Like, are you pursuing something? Are you trying to be better? I think that's so cool. It helps you persevere through those things. Yeah. And it's cool to learn those things in sport and then see them. You're, you're right. Like see them, those lessons be applied to relationships and things just down the road. Cause we don't know necessarily where we'll be a year from now, even, but like, we'll take those things that we've learned through sport to the next mm-hmm. level, which is cool. Yeah. I think the, uh, the lessons we've all learned through sports are really powerful. Definitely shape. I know for me specifically, like when I left um, St. Cloud and went to St. Thomas, like, my career didn't pan out how I'd hoped athletically, but the lessons that I learned moving over there too, through sports, through that head coach and that program, they absolutely changed my life and mm-hmm. just like shaped kind of the path that I wanted to go on. So sports are powerful. Mm-hmm. And like you guys said, don't quit. If you're out there and you're struggling with injuries or whatever, don't give it up, man. Just push through it. Um, what's next for you two? I mean, j I know you're doing the NBA right now. Uh, you, you love training. What do you want to dive into? That's a good point. Yeah. Probably have another year left on that program, and it's been amazing. Um, it's really rounded me out as a person. Um, I, had the, I have the science background um, from my degree in college, and now I'm kind of getting the more business side. Um, and so that has been awesome. And I'm looking to, yeah, you know, find something that can combine um, both of those aspects. Um, so whether that's, um, you know, medical device sales, um, I have some different connections in, in that industry, um, or maybe even, you know, doing something with Sarah and opening up a gym um, and combining those aspects as well in that realm, um, that would be really cool. And um, yeah, so Right now, we're just in a phase of, you know, preparation and always, you know, I get this from you, always trying to grow and, uh, you know, learn 
and yeah, just prepare for the, for that season, that next step. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the phase we're in right now and definitely praying about all that. And, uh, we don't even know if Sarah will be playing volleyball this next year. We're waiting to see if, uh, if, uh, opportunity opens up within the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, we're in kind of that stage right now. Is there any like passions or anything that you, you know, that sticks out in your mind that, man, I really love doing this. Man, uh, and I never wanted to coach, um, but that opportunity in Germany to coach um, 19 and under football, American football in Germany was incredible. The kids were incredible. The coaches were incredible. Um, the football was better than I thought. Um, and just to be able to give some wisdom that I had, I, I was coaching receivers. Yeah. And when you see it click with someone, with a kid, and they're understanding it, um, there is nothing like that. Um, so, I mean, you can apply that. You could see that in in training, in the weight room and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, opening up a facility um, would be would be really cool. Um, so that's just something that comes to my mind. I mean, I think you guys would be amazing at that, all your experience. You two are mm-hmm. some, two of the most athletic people I know and in <laughs> shape. So that would be awesome. But to your point, I think, like, when I'm giving a lesson to someone— when it when you like see them get it like not when they like make the change and they hit one better but like when it clicks in their brain and they light up like oh that's what i'm supposed to do and it's like theirs now it's their idea like their feeling i think mm-hmm. that's just so cool mm-hmm. kind of like you said see that light up so it's powerful when you're helping people like that man sarah do you want to keep playing volleyball that's well so the olympics were postponed a year uh, because of everything that's going on um and so at first we were kind of deciding what this next year would look like when the Olympics were at the original date of this summer. But now we do want to keep pursuing it. I want to keep pursuing it, um, especially to see out this quad of finishing after the Olympics or who knows even then if I'll finish. It's At this point, we're taking it one year at a time and just seeing what opportunities come Um but I mean, I'm still passionate about it. And I think that's the most important piece of wanting to continue. The second that that passion is lost, I, that's my sign to be done. Yeah. Um, but that's still there. So we're, we're still going forward and pushing. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. after all these years, you still love playing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely goes through seasons. Some days it's really hard. And, um, but always having that curiosity and want to get better and, to have more of those big moments is kind of what keeps me, keeps driving me. And you are, you're this professional volleyball player. I mean, you're signed with Adidas. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Like, wh- like you're living out your dream mm-hmm. that not a lot of us get to live. I mean, you got to see that through, right? If you can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, volleyball has given me so much over the last, well, I started playing in like fourth grade. So it's been a huge part of my life for so long. And um, I'm not sure what I'll do after volleyball yet. I have to finish my undergrad. Actually, I have one class left. One class? <laughs> yeah, one class. <laughs> I couldn't take it in the fall um, because of volleyball. I would have had to like miss a practice a week for it. And and then the opportunity came to play overseas. So I, and that opportunity isn't there forever. So I jumped on, jumped on that and now have two credits to come back to. Two and credits. I know it's, it's kind of sad, but at least I'm, home I went to University of Minnesota and I'm from Ean Prairie like I'll get it done and I'm 
I'm sure of that. Jameson will hold me accountable and see me through on that, yeah. but um, I will finish eventually. But school will always be there. Volleyball yes. definitely won't be. So I'm grateful. I wouldn't have changed it. But yeah, the class will always be there. You jump on the opportunity. Yeah. Like you have to take opportunities when they come. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you're passionate about, like outside of volleyball? Or um, I my degree was in physiology, so I've always been interested in like the healthcare system. I also love working with kids. Um, I don't know how that will translate to my future career, if it's just me being a mom or what it will be like, but I've always loved working with kids. And so that's a passion of mine that hopefully I'll be able to apply to whatever I do next. Have you worked with them in like camps or like through youth groups or? Yeah, I would, I, I mean, in church, I would always work in the daycare and take care. And it was so sweet to like create these relationships with the kids that come in every Sunday. And that was, it was such a small thing, but it's definitely stuck with me. I also have a younger sister who's nine years younger than me. And so I feel like I kind of grew up with, um, like I helped raise her almost. And so that Mm. definitely stimulated my love for working with kids. And I camps too, like what Jameson was saying about seeing something click in a young athlete is really powerful. And so maybe I'll do something with that. Um, kind of either on the side or who knows, working with teaching, yeah, teaching whatever. little kids how to play volleyball. And yeah, we'll see. You guys seem primed to open up a sweet gym. If you need an <laughs> investor, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the richest guy in town, but hopefully someday. <laughs> um, do you guys, uh, you guys have been growing and really working on, I mean, JMO, since our St. Cloud days, I mean, we both are almost different humans since those days. <laughs> Where, where do you feel like you've made the most growth, you know, since early college? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I have to give credit to to Sarah. Um, you know, that relationship came up my last two years in college. And that's when I saw the most growth, um, you know, in my life. And, you know, I kind of realized what's important and what isn't. And I had to start you know, kind of getting rid of some of the bad habits, uh, that I was, that I was in and, you know, in college and we all go through that and, you know, um, but she's definitely helped me grow, um, into the man that I am today. Um, just because of her habits and who she is and the way she carries herself, I had, I got to step it up. And, uh, (laughs) that was a big catalyst in that process. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I would change um, our experiences at St. Cloud. Uh, you know, the things we experienced, the things we saw, the things we went through. Um, that's also made me who I am today. You know, I can understand um, different things, um, you know, different experiences that people are having um, because of what we went through. Um, and yeah, it just builds us up to who we are today. And so, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Sarah, is there anything that you feel like over the years you've just grown so much or, you know, really become better in since you were young? Yeah, I would, I mean, similar to Jameson and just the growth at my faith, I've my faith journey has definitely helped me become who I am today. And then I, I remember my, it was the spring of my senior year before I had a really great year in volleyball. Um, that's like when our, mine and Jameson's relationship grew a lot. And it was probably the first time that I've 
put my identity not in my sport. I mm. always identified as the volleyball girl, and I still do to some degree, but I don't identify myself in that. And that was that has helped me and freed me up to just be who I am. And he's helped me with that um, like every day. So having something come into my life that made me realize that volleyball isn't who I am. It's not going to be forever and things like that. And that's really pushed me in my faith to have my identity in something else and free me up from, because if your identity is in your sport, then you're carrying this baggage around and you just have this never ending pressure and a fear of meeting expectations, things like Mm -hmm. that. Like I always am holding a, and I still struggle with that. I definitely, um, try to live up to other people's expectations, but that's just, you can't play freely like that. You can't live freely. If you're doing that, it can apply to more than just sport. It can be in your work or whatever, your family. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably my, most growth I've had. It's that tough <laughs> changing that identity, like from your identities and an athlete too. Yeah. And yeah, people can take sport away. Having something else is powerful for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Is there, what's the reason we're waking up in the morning, folks? Do you guys, you know, I kind of have my own why statement or a little mission. Like, mm-hmm. is there something like that that you guys have for yourselves? Yeah, we were talking about this. Um, what's been on our heart lately. Um, yeah, every Sunday we've been afforded the opportunity to, to um, get together with my family and do this little Bible study. And each person will go each week and talk about you know what they're learning from their time um, in the Word and um, with the Lord. And it just kind of hit us the other week. Um, ben Waters was actually doing his, mm-hmm. and it was about kind of the life of, of Jesus and his time on earth. And, you know— how did he live? What did he do? Um, he didn't come to be served. He he came and served. He washed the feet um, of his disciples. He, you know, he did these things that were just kind of countercultural. He said, you know, don't take justice into your own hands. Um, you know, live in a different way and know that, you know, in due time, God will have his time. His, God will have justice um, and just be different from the world. Um, and just so he served, like what he did was he served and, um, that's been on our minds and just in my relationship with Sarah, serving her and, um, just doing what we can, you know, in our, in our jobs and our careers, just making an impact in that, in that area, just to be more like, more like Christ and, you know, in our family interactions, um, just kind of die to yourself and your selfish ambitions. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard. But that's why we gotta be rooted, and um, that's kind of the why in this in this life. It's not about ourselves. It's it's so short. Um, you, we want to leave an impact, mm-hmm. you know, footprints that you know will impact others and future generations behind us too. So, and every day it's a choice. Like we have to wake up with that mindset of serving and. Especially when in the future, when we have kids, like serving them and showing that, like being an example to your kids and those around you is like, that's how you leave your impact on people is by serving and Mm. having just that spirit of always wanting to help and love and yeah. Yeah. Like you say, love is an action. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And it's hard. I mean, 
there's so much adversity in life and mm-hmm. what you, it's hard to do it every single day but yeah. you get better at it and with that mindset you can keep going forward right right well all right you two i know it's time about about time to get out of here mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> i got one more final question for you but i just want to say thank you um Jamie, you've been one of my best friends for a long time, and I appreciate you, man. I really look up to you, and I appreciate your opinion and all your thoughts and your growth. It's been inspiring to see, and how you treat Sarah is amazing. And Sarah, we've hung out only a few times, but um, really appreciate you and everything you're doing and just the example that you're setting for people out there, the way you're living your life and the way you're going about things. It's really amazing. So thank you, too, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you, man. Uh, You've been a huge catalyst in my life as well. Even now, as I'm trying to continue to grow, like just to see what you're doing with all of this and the impact you're making, um, it's truly incredible. And it's just special to have you as as a close friend and as someone I can go to uh, with anything. So uh, this has been an incredible journey and I can't wait to see where it goes. Appreciate it. Let's keep moving forward. Huh? <laughs> All right. Last question, folks. So we're down the road. Hypothetically, you got your kids, you know, you're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah's the best volleyball player ever. <laughs> and Jamal's built up. You know, you guys got everything you kind of wanted to do. You're settled in and you're living your life uh, how you envisioned it. You got mm-hmm. a few kids and they're just growing up, starting to learn about the world. And you can only tell them a few things. So what are those few things, you know, if you could only tell them a couple things to help them live happy, healthy, and fulfilled, uh, what are your kind of three life or life lessons here? I'll start by naming a couple. Mm. I would say um, gratitude is huge. Mm. Uh, just, yeah, that's A-O-G, your, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, even in what we're going through right now with, COVID-19, all of that stuff, like approaching it with a mindset of gratitude takes you completely out of the di- downward spiral, the, <laughs> sorry, the downward spiral of just the world and life. If you switch your mindset to having, to being grateful for what you are given, it completely takes you away from the negative and puts you in a mindset where you're ready to move forward and you're grateful for where you are and how you got there and yes. where you're going to be. So I would definitely push that on our kids. Mm. And then another one is um, to love God and love people. I feel like those two things are what we're commanded to do. And um, when you love God, kind of what I was saying before about the trickle down, loving God and loving people, like if you're acting out of love, you're going to feel fulfilled and then you're going to be able to fulfill other people along Mm. the way. And that is really powerful. And if you live every day like that, I would be very grateful if I, if I saw my kids living every day, like loving God and loving people. Love God, love people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this is a good one that I like came to my mind. Um, and my parents would always say it, uh, what comes in <laughs> is what comes out. That could be applicable to a lot of different things. Um, you know, you've gotten into nutrition lately. Mm. Um, it can go into nutrition. You know, if you're putting good things in your body, you know, you're going to feel better. Um, you're going to move better. Um, you know, just more efficient processes in the body. Um, and then junk food, you know, on the other hand, you just feel terrible inflammation. Yeah. Hurt. What are you feeling and nourishing yourself with? Yeah. yeah not even just nutrition. Um, but <clears throat> what are you doing with your free time? 
Um, what are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? Um, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, um, from the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, whatever is coming in and in your heart is going to come out in some, you know, aspect one way or another. And so that's something that I, I need to work on as well. Um, you know, filling my time with good things and yeah, what comes in will come out. So that's something I would, I want to impart on them some wisdom. <laughs> I would finish with saying, be humble. Hey. <laughs> Humility is huge. And it was kind of what we were talking about before serving others, putting others first above yourself, um, dying to your own pride and serving other people. Humility is, is huge. Hmm. It's an honor, you two. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, bro. All right. And that's a wrap, my friends. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And make sure you go follow Sarah and JMO. You know, follow them on their journey. Keep tabs on them and, you know, kind of keep up with what they're doing. And if you've been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us boost up and grow. It helps us reach more people on the platform. So we would really appreciate that. Anyway, have an awesome day, folks. Always appreciate you listening. And let's go get it. Woo!